The following content is being recorded live in the heart of the home of the 2022 World Series champions, the Houston Astros. We got to vote Professor Xavier out of office Tuesday. Start the show. See, see, that they should have never gave you niggas money. So now I gave you niggas money. <laughs> <laughs> did you call him? Did you call him Professor X? No, 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 no. Oh man, hey, man. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Hey, you know who it is. That. <laughs> God, <laughs> that is euphonic. That is euphonic. He is he is back as this week's guest host. Um, glad to have you here, my brother. Man, glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Seriously, man. I wasn't. I wasn't. If, if a new venture in the opinions while black journey in whatever I'm doing, I was not gonna go far uh, and not take my take my brother with me. High praise, man. That's why if I win, man, I'm telling you. Played, I played, y'all. I need like spirit bombs worth. Are you, talking, or, are you talking about Powerball? What? Huh? Yeah. What are we up? To, what are we up to? Some odd billion, almost. Hey, look, I, y'all want me to win because I'm gonna give a lot of it back to y'all. Here's, so everyone, just put your energy out there for me, for us, baby. See, see, it, see, it, it's the people like you that the that the women in the strip club prey on. <laughs> You know what? You know I say that I was just watching Cheaters. Yeah, and you know Peter Guns is the, the is the new boy. is the new host. Really? Oh, you didn't know that? He would know how to find him. He is the new host. He is dead ass the new host of Cheaters. That's not fair, man. It's <coughs> and like, it's like letting Jeffrey Epstein find find pedophiles. Oh no! They, oh, everybody knows. And then because like when he caught when he caught somebody and he caught his sister cheating and. And the two dudes were fighting. She was like, "Wait a minute! How the hell Peter Guns gonna tell me about cheating?" Thank you. Exactly. So this episode, he got on. So um, they caught a dude turn up all the way up with the side chick on a party bus full of strippers, and he jumped on the party bus, and the party bus just started driving and left the chick. Oh. And all, and so he's breaking up the fun, and the, and the strippers are mad because you know they try they try to get their little bread, and it's the girls and it's the it's the bread that the girl gave him to pay rent. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, she bankrolls his whole life, and she was and so he and so he's trying to check old dude, and the strippers are mad. He turns around, and goes. Ladies, ladies, hold on, hold on, chill out, ladies, hold on, because on my I'm I'm working I'm working right now, but on my off day, I can recoup y'all all this. <laughs> Wait, what? That's so right. Wait, 
Can, no, no, he wasn't even supposed to make that comment. He was supposed to, make, he was supposed to pull that young man aside, brother to brother, and be like, "Hey, man, you never spend the full rent check, bro. The rent check? Oh like, yeah. Like in, in that scenario, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the rent home back to her, let her do the thing like a stripper. That way, the money stays in the community. Oh, she, oh and, she, and rent can still be paid. And guess what else? She made a she she had just finalize a contract to for that so he could film so he could film his uh his demo so he could record his demo and shoot a video for it in his dream location soundcloud rappers man and he just he just messed all that off that's what happened see these see these these ignorant dudes these these ignorant soundcloud rapper black dudes they get too out of pocket and they start feeling themselves when they start dating these funny looking uh white girls i see it that's the what one, happened. That's the ones making the, the Shaq videos on Instagram. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. 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 Um, Goddamn. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got the, we got the, well, you know what? Let me not hate. Sex work is sex work. Everybody got to make their bread. Pray on who you got to pray on. <laughs> I guess. All the more reason to vote Professor Xavier out of office. Out of office. Tuesday. You know, Man. that'll be the change we need because we can get him out of It'll office. It'll be a start. And then whoever we get in office can get these SoundCloud rappers off the air, in which, you know, a lot more of y'all can stop being preyed upon. That's ridiculous. If it wasn't that, it would be something else. I mean, well, let's see what the something else is for a little bit. <laughs> Shout out That's to the new listeners. Question. Shout out to all the new listeners. What are y'all doing here, man? Y'all, are, this is like two episode two hundred and three, two hundred three episodes in. Y'all are still here. What are y'all trying to prove? Everything. I, <laughs> I guess so. Everything. Two hundred three episodes in, and we have people that will like let them pile up from a certain number and just go for it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. When you had a fucked off day at work, or you know you're about to enter in like a fucked off week, and you got three or four of these saved up, makes Monday just feel like a Friday. Shout out to the new listeners, and, and I appreciate that. Shout out to the old, to the the old listeners, the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh, shout out to all my people on SoundCloud, on Google, Google. Uh, Apple, iHeart, uh, Spotify, and most importantly, shout out to all my G's and gents and ladies and lovers on Patreon. Hey. Much appreciate the money. Um, flowers go to, and I don't, I don't have all my, all my setup, all my, all the computer and all. I'm not doing, I'm not going through all that today. Very grassroots today. Cause we're going to get in, cause I'm going to get in and out. I'm actually going to make it to dinner on time. No, he's not. (laughs) Probably not. Um, flowers go to the two gentlemen. I still, I still have not found their names. There are two black gentlemen who, um, Apparently, the rights to White Lives Matter, the the you know the the Kanye shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone bought those rights from him, and gifted them to these to these two radio personalities, and basically have given it to them and gave let them be the gatekeepers of that, so that Kanye can never use it again. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's that's big black 
dick energy. Just, just, just all <laughs> of that. Wasn't even What's supposed to make sense. You? It wasn't even supposed to make sense. That's what you're supposed to do. That's crazy. Yeah, high five. High five whoever did that. that it, high five the person that bought it and gave it away. And high five those two guys who hopefully do jack shit with it. And and what kills me is that that is that's where we are right now. That is the like we're it's like we're in the Kanye cinematic universe, and everything that's happened. And I, I remember I explained this that it's it's less about him now and like the culture dealing with the aftermath. <laughs> He's Tony Stark after the snap. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're really in like we're we're in like uh, phase three or phase four of the Kanye universe. Yeah, man, that nigga gone, y'all. <laughs> when y'all comes up with a time heist, you niggas better go get him from the college dropout and show him himself, man. If look, golly, if you if you need to express yourself, I I don't usually exp- I don't usually just promote other people's merch, but my. My friends Dave and Remy over at uh, Lit BKNY, they have a great shirt that says, I miss the old Kanye. I do. Like the rap. Yeah. <laughs> and you should totally get that. First of all, Lit BKNY shirts are of a great quality. You should definitely get that shirt. I wish I had thought of that because I would definitely put it in my merch store, Um, which – we do have shirts and merch available at opinionswhileblack.com. Hey, body shit. Um, we will definitely be promoting that a few more times throughout the program. Um, but I definitely want to salute and give flowers while people are here. And I wanted to give these two gentlemen that have become like the guardians of this horror of, of the rights to white lives matter yeah. so that they cannot fall into evil hands. Yeah. It's like it's it's like it's like bulletproof monk for like ratchet shit. Like yeah. it's really weird. Pass that tattoo, fellas. <laughs> Pass that tattoo. Um, I did want to get into let's see. Um, going right into humans ain't shit. Um, I did want to I did want to go into just with I don't because I don't want to give Kyrie too much airtime. Oh man, what's the flat earther talking about now? Oh man! Never forget, he's a flat earther. I was gonna say that alone should just disqualify any anything. thought he has about anything. Anything. That's why I was like, I don't know why y'all that. are following him like this. So it has brought up, it has brought up a lot of conversation about about corporations being able to, I guess, cancel you in, in a way. Uh, based on your based on you having opinions or thoughts or sharing so, so here's the thing and people are and there are a lot of people usually the Kanye people who are conflating <laughs> this with who are conflating uh, conflating free thinking Being a dick. with not even that with misinformation okay cuz there's a there's a fundamental difference and and, and the the term free thinking is kind of been shot to hell it's kind of been ruined at this point there's a difference between free thinking and being an individual and um and you know offering offering a voice of reason or playing devil's advocate or whatever 
versus but when that but when that's rooted in misinformation that's when it gets dangerous yeah. because a lot of people were like well have we even watched the have we even watched the movie cuz do you know what happened at all fuck no basically he retweeted a pro, uh, a promo for some straight to dvd what are you doing straight to dvd straight to youtube movie that is about um the connection between um black people and Jew and israelites and jewish people and kind of on this whole kind of 12 tribes black people to the original jews thing stuff that we've heard before no I, from no. it from cr- sources that are not credible yeah no I, I right know about that. Yeah. and so he didn't say anything in particular but he he posted it right. on his twitter right and a lot of it was very dr umar rooted in anti-semitism yeah and a lot of people got offended and now he himself was like, I am not, I do not represent anti-Semitism. I am not anti-Semitic. Um, but I wanted, but I did post that so people, other people could have the information. So basically you're no, you're no, you're not necessarily the drug dealer. But you think the drug is cool. Not even that you're not the drug dealer, but you're definitely the getaway driver. And so he, they, I think they suspended him. This is a big drama, and he and he made an apology that was really half-assed. And he, I'm uh, gonna say this again: never forget, he's a flat earther, y'all. Okay, right. We should his, his brain works differently. Right, we should point. not be listening to him. Correct, we should not be listening to anything that he has to say because in his world, the things that come out of his mouth make sense. And, and we we know they don't. And we have to have honest conversations about when some because because having your own opinions is one thing, but touting those opinions when they're rooted in things that are simply not true is another. And touting those as fact that is when you are disseminating misinformation and that is and when you have as much of a reach, let's not say influence, but as much of a reach as Kanye or Kyrie, that is dangerous because there are people, no, no, no. there are people that believe there is validity to some of the anti-Semitic things that like Kanye has to say mm-hmm. because it's Kanye mm-hmm. and because he acquired so much and because he acquired so much goodwill based on, selling us a completely different person in the beginning than he is now. Someone that had their finger on the pulse of the common man. Mm-hmm. Somebody that um had enough foresight to make commentary in his music on the state of black culture and the state of our people. That is the person that he sold us and there are people that are still clinging to that product. Yeah. And because they're clinging to that product, there are people that will buy into whatever he's saying because if he had that much foresight then... Can't go wrong now. You can't go wrong now, and there must be something to it. And Kyrie, even though I don't buy into that flat earth shit, 
there are people that just because he is of note are listening to this. Yeah. Or at least like, well, we can have the conversation. No, we shouldn't be having the conversation. To which I was about to say, I feel like what happened to the, not even the era of like shut up and play, but like whatever happened to the point in time and conversation where we could go, oh man, someone just said something really stupid with a lot of passion. And we just kind of knowingly nod and golf clap at what was said. And moved on. And then move the fuck on. Like, what happened to that? That was, I felt like that was sensible. People got to feel heard. And we didn't because you know, validate the silly shit that came out of their mouths. Because we're in a time now where every stupid opinion does, it, is worthy of a trophy. And we're giving out these, these intellectual participation awards. See, we can't do that now. And every stupid ass thought doesn't deserve a seat at the table. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to lie, man. I forgot. I feel like I sent her in for a, a white people must be stopped. But the candidate out of Arizona, dude. Oh, we can get to that. So so my thing was. I, I feel well, we like, can get to that in a segment. Okay. All right. We can get to that in a segment. So long story short, I would say, you know, like the, the fact that we're at an era where like people can just say and we have to believe. That's kind of scary, dude. Not even that we have to believe, but it it it's. It's earned a seat for nothing at the table. Yeah. I blame yeah. Trump. Yeah. Trump introduced yeah. a lot of things and a lot of culture. Globally, dude. To. With global effect. Right. And he introduced a lot of things where it's like, just because you had the thought, now we have to dissect it. Yeah. and just or, or not dissect it. It just deserves a seat at the table for yeah. nothing other than existing. Yeah. And I am not good with that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm like not it. with it. Um, and we can. And I'm. I'm probably gonna get into it a little more later. But just know that time has not gone. Trump is lying in waiting. I don't like that either, bro. He is. He is the anime villain that sits it out for like a whole season because they're trying to get that power back. Do you see, before we move on, do you see him indicted? Do you think we'll get that indictment? I still have, I still have faith that they're going to lock his ass up. It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. He will not go quietly. Do I think it's going to happen? Before he gets, starts signing the paperwork and really making the rounds yeah. for 2024, 50-50. I know for a fact Randall does not believe it. I know for a fact Randall is like he he is very confident that he will he will reemerge worse than ever. I I we won't survive another round. Oh no! Under no. Under, under his America, bro. No. Oh no! It, it, this time, because the people following him have not gotten like have not gotten more sane. I'm about to say no. They've definitely devolved. They are only getting crazier. Yeah, yeah. So many guns in these ads, bro. I've never seen so many guns. Oh man, we. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna get to that. And white people must be stopped. Um, sorry to jump it. No, it's yeah. cool. It's yeah. cool. Uh, we're actually making good time. Song of the week. Uh, I try to, I try, I always try to dig in the vault, find you something that maybe nobody's heard before. 
Hey, man, shout out to you guys. Let me just say before you play that shit, both of y'all, hey, Randall, thank you for letting me sit in for you, bro. But the both of y'all are really, really good at curating that, those playlists, dude. Like, thank wow, you, man. Like a salt bay throw, man. Just thank wow. you. Um, what you got? What we listening to? This artist is Zanaya. Okay. This is called Coffee Bean. Uh, I like it already. Uh, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Titties. N- no. Damn it. Not yet. Surrendering to love again, I said I would, I never did, but I came before. Walking with temptation, and I know that I can't take it, I hope I don't end up lost, babe. Tell me that I'm dreaming, cause it feels too good to see if someone pinch my arm right now. Sorry if I'm needy, boy, I need you, and I need you, and I want your love like coffee Yes, extra But it's skin, you got the sweetest little grin You're the hottest thing around Miss you when I'm with you And I know that it's an issue You're electric, no sound, babe And every time I'm with you I can't think about a time thing You sent you straight down my spine I just wanna let you know I hope you never let me go Want your love like coffee Yeah, it's extra Was Coffee Bean by Zanaya. (laughs) If you like any of the songs you've heard, please uh, go to Apple or Spotify. Type Opinions While Black Featured Music. And we have a a curated playlist um, of all the music, more or less, that you hear on this program. Um, It's like 12 hours of music, guys. There's no excuse. There's no excuse to not... To not find something you like, they, they do not believe Sean Combs when he tells you that R and B is dead. It's not. 
That's plenty. true. Especially for those of you guys that are, you know, looking to get some kids in your life. You're ready for children. I guarantee you there's 12 hours of baby-making music. I'll there. say, there's tw- out of 12 hours, like yeah. 70% of it, there's some baby-makers in yeah. there. Um, did you see Did you see Puff had to... Had, <clears throat> Puff or Diddy Love or Diddy Pop Love or whatever he's calling himself now. Did you see where he has the uh do he he did the new video? No. For for reasons we'll get into when we he discuss a, the babyface album. Like he has a whole freestyle. Like he has, it it's like two minutes. It's like a freestyle. The video's just all the his like so, like his his sons walking down Times Square. It, it all looks like ninety eight. No. Nah, and he's too old for that shit. Nah, exactly. That's why not. <laughs> nah. Look, just because you just because you are bringing young Miami into your vampire army, does not mean we have to bear witness. I was gonna say, aren't we done? Aren't we done watching him like masticate the souls of people that work with him? <laughs> Thought we were over that. I mean, and, and that why Mace is throwing holy water on him in passing. I I want them to work that shit out. I do. I because I because I, I it, it, it's time for <laughs> not like the Constantine demons. Yeah, it's time uh, for them to work that shit out. Yeah. Um, we do sadly have an R.I.P. section this week. It's definitely, definitely upset about this one. So, um. I woke up to a fairly I woke up to what I thought was going to be a fairly routine morning. Mm-hmm. Um had a lot to do that day and I you know I I looked at the twitters and you know being black and of a certain age now when you go on social on social media and you see somebody's name it's dicey. Yeah, because you don't know you don't. It, it, are they okay? I figure you don't I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it's gonna whether it's gonna where whether it's gonna be. Oh, they got caught up in they got caught up in some Me Too action. Yeah. They got you don't know what you're about to get. And I saw takeoff. And it was like and I saw takeoff. And I saw Houston trending. Yeah, I was like, well, they do come to Houston periodically and turn up. And I don't know. They probably got into probably got into some shit. And I saw where somebody said they shot takeoff. Yeah. They shot and killed him. I, in Houston, um, at at that bowling alley downtown. Mm-hmm. And we got I got a lot of conflicting stories at first. Cause you know, somebody because you know, somebody said that that he was, you know, I uh somebody that was with Boozy not too long ago got Got shot and killed outside of a, outside of a gambling house, outside of a dice game. Mm-hmm. So I thought. So some people were saying it was close to there, but this was downtown. So yeah. it wasn't like he was in the hood. You know what I'm saying? All the more reason why I was ready to give it that Morgan Freeman, Bill Cosby energy because every so often we just kind of kill off random black people. We do. I just thought it was you know just kind of his time. I was like, oh okay, he's he's been out there long enough that we're starting to make up the fake stories. But then the trade started running it later that day, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is like real. This is real. This really yeah. happened. That's crazy." Yeah. And more, you know, more information has come out a little bit since then that they were at a dice game, 
um, at this bowling alley and that um, uh, Quavo was Quavo was shooting dice, mm. and there was some kind of disagreement that ended up that ended with guns coming out, mm. and Takeoff, who was apparently not directly involved with the with the dice game, was just a, a crossfire or was a casualty. Oh man, and it's crazy because. We've and we've spoken on this on this program before that there's like a whole generation of current hip hop that is either in prison or dead. Yeah, and there have been people that have put that like like if you go on Twitter, there are people that have compiled just a list of what of and this is of known and relative on the come up and. It's it usually it's always somebody that that uh, Randall will will jump on and go who, just because he's that removed yeah. from that generation. But like a lot of rappers are dying, and my thing is the first thing we have to talk about when we unpack this because this is something that there's definitely a few levels to it as far as unpacking it. Um. If you were sick of hearing, so if you were sick here, sick of hearing about takeoff, you just fast forward a little bit. <laughs> don't you dare! But don't. <laughs> I mean, so, and the first thing is, I, I, I attribute when I think about what's whatever's going on with hip hop at the time, I think about what Most Def said at the beginning of his album, which is, you can ask how hip hop is doing, but. Hip hop is doing however the people are doing. Yeah. If if the people are good, hip hop gonna be good. If the people are smoked out, hip hop gonna be smoked out. And hip hop really is kind of a reflection of the times. And in these times, we're living in very violent times. Um, I was about to say hip hop has generalized disorder right now. Between stand your ground laws, between open carry. Yeah. Um, between gun violence in general, um, and most importantly, the thing that nobody ever talks about, poverty. If poverty goes up, crime's going to go up, period. If you introduce enough poverty and enough hunger, it's going to make criminals out of a lot of people that would not have been were times better. That's why I keep saying, when people say that the... Like, the decay of the middle class is not real. I, I really got to refer people back to just pay attention to the news for a little bit. Like, right. It, it is. It is. And I know, I agree 100%. Um, class, because class is introduced into it. Then we have to, then we have to talk about um, rising food prices. All of that stuff, inflation, all of that stuff matters when we talk about what is happening to a community right there. And that's everybody across mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. So already things are bad, but anything that's happening like that within a society, black people and people of color are always, particularly black people, are always going to be affected disproportionately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, right there already things are bad. Yeah. And... And I'm, I'm addressing this in particular because 
<clears throat> a lot of the conversation has led down a road that I don't like to where it's hip hop's fault. It's a lot, and it feels like it, and I it, I was joking. We might as well we might as well put down blame hip hop as one of the stages of grief when we're talking about black people dying. See, you don't social media as much. It has been it, it has been like that. There's a lot of people blaming rap and bla- and my problem with that is it's affecting people that have not been near rap. And we have to, and we also have to talk about the fact that the the top consumer of rap and hip hop is white people. I was about to say, like that's 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 kind of why I don't get with the blame hip hop though. Like I feel like maybe the vi- maybe for that clientele perhaps, but I feel like for the community that hip hop is supposed to serve and acts as a voice for, it's more like a knowing nod on our end than it is a pointing finger. If that makes sense, right? No, no, I no, I hear what you, I hear what you're saying. That makes sense too. It's just a lot of this, and the blame hip hop thing has always been there. Okay, but generationally speaking, like especially now, a lot of the trap music, a lot of drill music, um. A lot of that is being blamed. A, a lot of that is being blamed for influencing its listenership okay. to do violent things, which I, to me, I think is corny. And to me, it sounds like the new black on black crime excuse. It is. Cause I thought we were in the area that we in the era that we understood that some of that shit is coming from uh, whatever happened in their childhood or what's going on at home, right, or at school. And that the music is more or less escapism for those. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I'm throwing a rock in a pond. Like we already get this, but it just it feel I feel like it needs to be said that blame hip hop is corny. Yeah, as fuck. That's corny. As and, fuck. Yeah. And that's a lot of people that I wouldn't have seen. Hip hop did not kill takeoff. Murderers killed takeoff. Yeah. People that could not express themselves um, without resorting to violence killed takeoff. Yeah. Hip hop did not kill takeoff. And we don't, and and guess what? And people go into this whole thing. Well, we're the well, we're the only culture that glorifies violence. And the, no, 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 not at all. Oh my god, a hundred percent not true. What? This country was born because of white violent people. I was about to say, you know what? I've never seen. I've never seen a camp of black people with their chest uh, poked out and their foot on top of exotic animals with long rifles that they'd never have in their homes. Correct. I see a lot of. A lot of Caucasians doing that shit. America is a violent country. As fuck, bro. America is a violent country. America is a is is has been born of and will always exist out of a violent state of mind. It's in the DNA of the of the country. Yeah. Because you can go to other countries, and just the thought of just having a gun is unconscionable. I was, you know, I always tell people I watch Luther. And a lot of the shit that happens in Luther could not happen in America because too many people have guns. Yeah. And guns are almost, I won't say unheard of, but guns are a whole different culture in the UK. I wouldn't say unheard of, but they're definitely fucking taboo. I always say there's that episode where the dude thought he was in like a a, a Dungeons and Dragons game and he would just roll the dice and then walk, and then and they would, he would walk around just beating people up with a ball pin hammer and a squirt gun of acid. Yeah. That could never happen here. Nah. 
someone, first Brad and that happened, yeah. Brad and the county would have lit his ass up. First, first time you see them person go down, you're the first person behind them going, nope. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody would have lit him up. Yeah. It's a different culture. Yeah. And there are so many things to blame for the decay of society in general and so many reasons to blame the decay of people and, and the corruption of kind of values mm. before you even get to the music. Because if we really wanted to get to the music, country music is the it's most violent, horrible. misogynistic shit I've ever heard in my life. Right. But nobody goes around trying to ban Garth Brooks every time one of these white boys shoots up their job. And well, you know, that's actually cooked into the DNA of this country too. You know what I'm saying? We don't oh, ever yeah. we don't ever too for much look at the the um the antecedent for an action. We just rather shoot the messenger. Right. You brought me this bad news. You know? I f- it, you can't really listen to a lot of rap without getting your your pulse on what's going on. So if to your point a lot of bad news is being propagated, then you're gonna look at the person that's talking about it and go, Shut up. Now, having said all that We do have to start having conversations about acting more as a community and being more of this village and this Wakanda kind of vibe that we talk about all the time in terms of personal safety. And we, we do have to. That. What's that? We still have a champion for that. There are a lot of nuances to like, our, like, our culture that needs some touch-ups, right? Mm-hmm. But historically speaking, when we're at our best, when we're like on it, right, we have a lot of strong personalities, kind of filling that power gap, that 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 vacuum of information and inspiration. And for all of Al Sharpton's poems and you know whatnot, we don't really have a lot of those voices that resonate with the community right now to do that effectively. I agree, and I think that's part of. I think that's part of why there's so much discourse around Kanye, mm. around Kyrie, because there is a desperation for leadership. There's a and there's a desperation for somebody to have answers. Mm-hmm. And no matter how stupid Kyrie is, and no matter how delusional Kanye is, they are confident in their ridiculousness. And that that can say something sometimes to the uh, to um the uninitiated and the people that are just looking that don't necessarily have the answers themselves or the means to get those answers that looks a certain way to people that just want somebody to take control it should not be these two i am not advocating for it to be these two but i think that's part of the reason sometimes people cling to them the way they do I mean, um, but there's why? also a lot of other factors to it, like familiarity. But I don't say because, like, I just I I still want to push back on that with a big old why. Like, between things like January 6th and COVID, and and you know, pick pick a gun violence here that you feel privy to. Like, there have been way too many touch points in the last 
what, two years mm-hmm. that should have offered enough reflection for us to really want to scrutinize what what information we're taking in to what depths we're taking it in and, oh, I and said what wh- it means to us. Like, I, I feel... Oh, I said. Oh, I said a while ago we didn't learn shit from the pandemic. We didn't. We didn't learn anything. We learned nothing. That's a waste of time inside. I knew we didn't. I knew we didn't learn anything from the pandemic when people, when all people were concerned with was um, uh, getting on a plane and going to ruin Tulum, and now the mob basically owns Tulum, or the cartel. Excuse me. That's a waste of time inside, bro. We didn't learn anything. We, As a matter of fact, I have been of the mind that we have gotten more shallow as a people um, since outside was opened back up again. You know that's the quickest way to get outside closed again, though, right? Absolutely. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. Absolutely. And okay. outside, it, if it's not, the, it's going to be something else. It is going to be something else. Okay. And COVID only showed us that we are ill-prepared. Still, still, we are like like we always talk still. about what who's gonna do what in the zombie apocalypse. We are not prepared for the see because what y'all forget is like with the Walking Dead and all that shit. It had to get there. Mm-hmm. Like there was a like in between normalcy and the zombie apocalypse or the vampire apocalypse or whatever you have, whatever kind of dystopia. There is, there was a period of violence. There was a period of unrest. There was a period of looting and robbing and killing that those books and those stories only allude to. And they, they, they always skip over that part. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the book of Eli, there were still, there were still people that just could very easily and politely rob you and kill you and go on about their way. Yeah. And yes, I'm comparing it to all these sci-fi things, but, uh, but all, but all these old sci-fi dystopias and, um, apocalypse stories are always very much. It, it, it are coming from the forefront of people's minds yeah. in terms of how bad things could get, how bad things could realistically get. Yeah. I, I just, I just think I'm off put by how close to, fiction we're becoming it i I think more people i think more people should be i don't know to blame it on the fact that not enough people have read these shits or watched these movies or played these games or like not enough of us are just paying attention to it but in in almost all of them first it's climate then it's food then it's finance then it's politics then it's health then we're fucked yep you know and sprinkling aliens and mutants throughout the lot whatever you want to do i don't give a damn but like it just feels, I don't know, and raisingly close. And the other part of that is, it to me, all these people that want to get hip hop out of here, or that want, oh, we have to stop all the all the talk about glorifying violence and all that shit. Before we even get to the the, the whole decay of society and go and pivoting straight to the apocalypse, just in the right now. That tells me y'all didn't watch, pay attention to Demolition Man. <laughs> that tells me right there, because the moral of the, because the moral of that, much like um, the 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 classic stories that it borrowed from, which is 1984, which is uh, Brave New World, mm-hmm. 
is that we could get so caught up in trying to clean up society or make a better society that we're kind of taking its soul away. Yeah. And we're kind of erasing all the things that the human experience revels in to the point of what's what's even the point anymore. You know, you can put any book you want there to give her whatever. And it seems like people want to just censor to the point of what's even the point. Because let me tell you something. All that all that ratchet, all that violent, all that stuff y'all say is so bad when something bad happens, where y'all want to blame everything except the actual systemic issues of society, if all that shit went away today, y'all would be miserable. No one is going to the club and requesting common and Talib Kweli because that was that's all that will be left. I was about to say because at the end of the day, people are still going to the club to listen to that shit. I was gonna say we people talk about all this ratchet and toxic. We like it. Yeah, people like y'all like it. You know you like when Nuck if you buck comes on. You you absolutely do. You absolutely do. You might stand behind a stranger and dance, but you dancing. I'll say that might lead to some problems too. No, 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 no. That that stranger is, you know. Well, y'all know why that stranger's in front of you. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Um, as a matter of fact, human shield. <laughs> what? Didn't see that coming, did you? I did not. <laughs> as a matter of fact, um, just uh, just last night we're recording this on Sunday. Just last night, Coach uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, um. They were playing, Jackson State was playing TSU, and Coach Prime definitely mandated that in, in, in unless it's about the game, y'all asses cannot leave the hotel. Stay in your room. That man, that sounds like someone that don't want no shit for no reason. Stay in, y'all have to stay in your room. You can come down for dinner and go back to your room. If you if you have if you have a visitor, don't let me find out about it. Coach Prime don't play. Smart man. I don't blame him. You know, before we even talk about hip hop or any of that, I don't blame him. That's how I I second guessed it when when I knew the 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 Astros were gonna win it. I said, maybe I want to be out in this foolishness. <laughs> and then I thought about that sentence. Good job. And I reconsidered and sat back down and kept playing Modern Warfare. You know how I know I'm old, bro? Or getting older. How's that? Because I'm, like, working for real, for real. Yeah. Like, like, working for real, for real now. Like, career level, for real. Okay. When I get home, you know what's the first thing I want to do? Mm. Shower. You know what I do after I take that shower? I immediately sit down on the bed. And if I'm unlucky, I'll go to sleep before I even eat, bro. And I'm perfectly content with that. Fam, I have <laughs> I have a gaming chair. Oh my ki- god. Kind of like this. Yeah. I cannot and it reclines and all that shit. I cannot get too comfortable. <clears throat> because let me tell you. Out like a light, bro. Now I was gonna say, out like a light, and I have to stop that because it's a great chair to play games in. It's not a good chair to fall asleep in. And you just wake up sore all over. 
and miserable. That's 39, y'all. That's 39. That is 39. Um, What else did I want to get into? A limited well of energy just goes away. Man, look. Um, oh, um, so we haven't talked about new music in a while. I did want to talk about some new music. Um, uh, one, obviously we will get to momentarily. Um, Babyface put together a, basically kind of a compilation. Quincy Jones used to do this, uh, back in the day, like back in the nineties. That's what it reminded me of. Um, where he, where it was, it was more, but I mean, there was definitely his talent and his production there, but it was definitely more putting together, um, good artists that he wanted to work with. And so he did that, but it's called ladies night. And he put together a compilation of, uh, songs with a lot of contemporary artists of today, Ari Lennox, Summer Walker, Queen Nasia, uh, Kehlani, a lot, I was, and it's a it's a nice lengthy album too. It's like sixteen, seventeen songs, um, and all produced by all all have the benefit of Babyface's production. I have to say, I know we had different. I know uh, it sounded like we had different uh, views on this one, but it was a bop to me, man. Like it was a vibe. Like uh, me and a lady friend of mine were talking about it, and. I like a lot of those artists. I like the, the a lot of production for me complimented uh what those artists do. Uh I was very excited about the LMA, the the uh LMA uh, uh collab. Kaylani sounded really good. Um Summer Walker. I mean I I don't hear bad things from these artists for real as it is. And I was very impressed and I was very impressed with Babyface putting his um, resources into um, holding up these women that have that have been holding it down in the past, I'll say four or five years. Um, it was a bop. I I, I really enjoyed it. What, what what where were you with it? So honestly, I would take all of your notes and then add my only detriment uh-huh. would be the moments where Babyface decided to like rear his ugly head on a track. Uh-huh. He often felt like the fart in the middle of making out that I did not need on that track. That's not nice. <laughs> you know, like we, we got this, what? we got this smooth, buttery palette going. The like he did enough with the production. Like the production alone is is immaculate. Like some of his best work, I, I dare say. Yeah. But just hearing his voice behind. Some of the swag of some of these ladies is just like I, I didn't need you there. This is you're, you're not do the you, aftermath you think you are. Do you think it's the style or the age difference? Maybe both. Both. Okay. So like listening to him in contrast to say Kaylani or Ari Lennox, I right. found it very jarring just because of the age gap. Like, bro, you first of all, if you were seriously dating a young lady that talked to you half the way. <laughs> These young ladies talk about men and their tracks. We'd be listening to another Quiet Breakup album within weeks. That's true. So let's not act and like this song true. is reality. You're correct. And then there's just other tracks where it's just like, I just, I feel like you did enough putting the album together. You did enough putting the beats together. You did enough arranging things. Adding your vocals to some of those tracks just was not necessary. 
That's it, it didn't it didn't push the storytelling forward for me at all. Okay. Okay. In in any in any facet. Did, is, is it a is it a great collective of talent? Fucking yeah. Yeah. Should people get this this album if they want to know if there are some contemporary ladies that are doing a, a good thing right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will they be entertained? Yeah. Would I conceive a kid to any of these tracks? No. That's fair. Um although Kaylani can do no wrong. None. That last album was Oh my god. <sighs> Indeed. That, a, that that last album was a lot. Yeah. I and it came, yeah. and for me it came out of nowhere and it was a front to back bop. Yeah. I yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um and and it not and it was it was Kaylani kind of in that in that toxic bag. Mm-hmm. But the production level from and and the the joint before that was good, was really good, but the the production quality went from good to great. Yeah. So it, it, you could tell they definitely got a fresher team in there. Not that there was anything but wrong with the last one, but this one I felt really understood her style and her range and like oh, that yeah. kind of vibe. And they played, they leveraged that really well. And the label definitely gave her carte blanche on resources. Yeah. Um, Choke. And, you know, Kaylani's been touring a lot of that music. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I'm really into it. Let me know, like, let, let me know when she's back to dudes. If that ever happens. Doesn't have to happen, man. I just watch. I quietly watch from a closet. Be going, son. Fair enough. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, um, we obviously have to get to uh, the big drop of the week, uh, which brings us into, I, I think this is the first time you get to be here for one of these, um, which brings us into another installment of Drake Watch. Baby. Oh, shit. What's six god doing? What now? is this, the the seg, the ongoing segment segment dedicated to what six god is doing, who six god is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it? I bet there are. There absolutely are. Um. So for those of you that don't know, the like three of you that don't know, Drake dropped a uh, a collab album. With 21 Savage. The album was actually, now they actually pushed the album back. I was a little disappointed because I was completely ready to have my mind blown and to get my mind right uh, last week for Homecoming Weekend. I was like, no, Drake did not blow our minds uh, with a drop full of toxic mess during TSU Homecoming. He wouldn't do that to us. He doesn't need us turn up that hard. Um, so he pushed it back like a week. Um, I am to assume is because Rihanna uh, is because Rihanna pulled out her sensitive shit and it put him in his feelings and he had to go back and reconsider some things. <laughs> um, so there was some rollout for it. Um. They did a fake tiny desk. And and Randall said it. He he texted me. It was like, this is the most random rollout I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. 
They did a fake tiny desk. They did a fake interview with Howard Stern. That was peak weird. Like, was Howard Stern really there for it? Yeah. And so he was, they were asking, and so he was asking, he was asking Drake what kind of porn he likes. He was like, only, only the highest quality top, only the highest quality toppage. What does that mean? It, it means oral. And he was talking, and he was talking about how he, he would like to be in love one day, and when all this was over, he gonna settle down with that kid of his. You know, nobody wants to be lonely. Like you know a bunch is. of bullshit. And then out of nowhere, he posted on his stories. It was all like, it was like a few hours of hentai. Random hentai images. I'm telling you, this was all in like the span of like three or four days leading up to the album. Very right. random. Are there hentai references on the album? No. No. Not at all. For those of you listening that don't understand, like that that's a very obscure thing to do as part of an album rollout. It's like anime adult content. So it's, it's just kind of weird. It sends it's, a particular kind of message. It's kind of weird. And it was just all boobs and just it was really weird. Um and then, and then the album came out. Now, I happened to be up at 12 o'clock. And most of the rap I listen to now, I listen to while I'm playing Call of Duty. And if it, um, if it gets me through a Call of Duty session, I consider it legit. Music's golden hour. I can dig it. And... It did, and it was, and it was just toxic enough. It was, um, for, um, forty definitely came through with the production for me. Okay. Um, it was a lot of that riding the streets, contemplating the girl I cheated on music that we know and love from Six God. Oh, so it's kind of Marvin's. Right, and then I went on to sleep. I got up the next morning, and a friend of mine who is a Six God fanatic, she was like, why'd, she, why'd he have to say that about Megan, though? I was like, wait, what? Because, again, I wasn't listening that closely to the lyrics because I was playing Call of Duty. And I went back to the song, I forget, Circo Loco, Circo something. And he definitely had some bars, some Megan-related bars. Okay. Um, something to the effect of um, lied about shots, but you're still a stallion. Um, there was a lot more to the verse um, that I can't do justice to just cold on my own. Um, he definitely took some shots at Serena's husband. Really? Um, took some, uh, took some shots at, allegedly took some shots at Ice Spice, but we don't really care about her. Um, really? Big baby drum. He was, he, apparently he was offended. What, what was, what 
was. I don't know what he said about drum. I I still don't know where that came from. No, I'm just saying, like, what, what were we going with there? What was what was the point there? What, I was, and that was my thing. What was the goal? Yeah, what was what was the outcome there? Now, everybody knows that I am I am kind of fond of uh, Six Gods, more toxic music. Um, I'm not a fan of his his disses. Um. I'm definitely not a fa- uh, not a fan of him dissing Megan Thee Stallion. So even when I, even now when I listen to the album, I just skip over that song altogether. And it's kind of sad because it's, it's a it's a decent Daft Punk sample. Um, but I skip over that song altogether. Y- y'all know here at Opinions While Black, we are, we do not support um any light skinnedness that would go that would go and offend um. Houston's own Megan Thee Stallion. Drake is, see, Drake is pretend from Houston. Megan Thee Stallion is from real live Mo City. I don't even know how he got pretend from Houston status. Um, Jay Prince. I can um, say I can say that now because Randall isn't. <laughs> just say it, man. Like, and and so and so here's my thing. It's, and it started a whole. It started. It, it started a whole thing. It's been like all weekend. That's been a, that's been a, a, an issue about him, and, and and a lot of people have turned on Drake. Rightfully, you leave those knees alone. Those are the hardest working knees in music right now. <laughs> it's next to the Bayhive. and I gotta tell you, like I've always appreciated. I've appreciated Drake's music, but I've appreciated it in context of these being just kind of stories. Yeah, and he's just kind of playing like almost in a in a way of like you just it's it's pretend it's dirty macking. Yeah, and him just going out of his way to have problems to have problems with somebody who has not done anything to anybody and and commenting on an incident. Do you know what it's like? Do you remember when Kanye? I think it. I think this is second album Kanye. Uh-huh. When um he was talking shit about the um uh, uh dude was she a top model or uh like a video girl at the time? But she was driving the Rav Four. Yeah, and he was trolling the shit out of her for driving the Rav Four. It, it almost feels I do like remember that. that. Like like where the fuck did that come from? Why was that a? And, why do we need to talk about that? And now that you mention it, it is giving that bitter era of Kanye. Yeah, you know, yeah, y'all might want to watch Six God. He turned the wrong corner. Well, we got eight. See the see the thing is, we got eight oh eight and heartbreaks out of it. And I know you weren't a big fan of that at the time. It, that has become like I have grown into eight oh eight and heartbreaks. Like that's my that's my shit. Uh, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I look back. I was telling Randall, I look back and so many people that I'm into sound like that. I'll put it like this. I understand that album a lot more now. I can appreciate a lot more tracks on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time where I rated it as low as Yeezus. I'm not ashamed to say that. Le- Yeezus is probably the lowest for me. That, that, was a, that was a real low point. Yeah, that's a dark time in 
to the you know to the point I do like the fact that we've gotten to a point where we can use his uh his albums to kind of filter out people because if you tell me anything yeah. anything past my dark twisted fantasy I kind of raise a brow when I'm talking to you Just yeah I don't take anybody seriously past dark twisted fantasy to be honest with you Just gonna, um, you know, those people aren't are not to be trusted. The only thing I even listen to uses for is black skinhead. And again, that's just for Call of Duty. I'll say that is exactly he knows. He knows. <laughs> that is exactly Call of Duty that, music. That's prime call. That's warfare music right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something about that beat just yeah. it just says ah! it's time for a lot of lives to end right now. Yeah. Um so so it was it, it, and so it was very nasty and Talking about and and then talking about Serena, uh, Serena's husband is talking about he's a cornball. That's why she likes him. Drake, I say, that sounds like hate. That sounds that's a lot like hate. That sounds like hate. And because Drake corny too. Yeah, I like. I mean, he can put, he can put out some good music, but he corny too. Yeah, and yeah. and not only is he corny, there's an inherent there's an inherent corniness that comes with being light skinned and there's an inherent coyness of being the nigga from Degrassi that was in the wheelchair. Also true. Yeah, yeah, hey man, there's a level of tough he'll never achieve off of that right there. Exactly. Do you, and for anyone listening, it's like, oh man, you find like I usually rock with some of the silly shit you say until right now. How could you say that about Six Guy? Because the other cornball nigga from early 90s TV that's like that is always talking about how people have good pussy. All right. And y'all need to hug him too. He did say that, didn't he? He's and not only did not only that he said that after he admitted that did, that Diddy broke him off. Y'all better start hugging these people. Did you see that when he looked at the camera? Talking about you got that loose and, and licked his lips. Yeah, <laughs> y'all need to start hugging these people. Y'all know they y'all know they not okay when they hit the camera and, and y'all stop, let them walk away. And, and and just as a side note, stop talking to them. <laughs> stop talking to them. Actually, that's not funny because because they're is. just being exploitative. Because right after that, right after we talked about the tweets, we had Kanye in front of three mics. Why? Right? Why? We knew that wasn't gonna go well. But uh, but uh, but and not to jump back in the Kanye yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah. But sorry, no, 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 no. Sorry. But I, connecting some dots right now. There, the, I feel like the well is drying up for him, at least with us. I hope so. Because all the all the interview, the last two or three interviews I saw were with white people. I hope so. He's going to the only people that'll listen to him now. Send him on the truth, Max. Let's do. Let's go ahead and do the do the do the do the, uh, the fucking uh, race draft. Let's get it on the way. And to be honest, I'll for trade, Drake, trade him for Eminem. <laughs> for Drake, I feel like this might just be the logical evolution for him. The reason I say that is because Drake is closing it. Let's see. I'm 39. 15 years? So Drake got to be closing in on 40. Yeah. 15, almost 15 years of rap? Are you yeah. Inc- if you include the mixtapes? Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, so, so wait, are you saying he's reaching the part where he's supposed to become a supervillain? No, no. Well, in a way. In a way. Because a lot of his material leading up to now has been about being a, about being rich and not being able to maintain that connection between okay. him and a, between him and a, and a woman okay. and him even though he's enjoying 
what being rich and famous is bringing him in terms of women not having something meaningful. And that's been the heart of a lot of what he's had to say since he stopped just being a rapidly rap dude. And it seems like the next logical thing to where now we're looking at 40. 40 now 40 means something different to me than it means to most people. Cause I don't care. Um, I'll be 40 and single and saving money. Um, six God, however, is looking back and he's had, and six God, you know, Drake is a shooter. If you believe the hype, JLo, Serena, if you believe the hype, Rihanna, if you believe the hype, Nikki, and he's shot and arguably missed. And most of those people have gone on to happy, productive relationships, even if they are happy, productive relationships uh, with somebody who has to register on a sex offenders list. Um, and he is one kid in with a chick that we don't ever hear about or see anywhere. And he's looking back on what could have been and what he thinks maybe should have been. And that's not always looked back on fondly. We know people. We have people in we have people in our group that look back on those things not so fondly. And and they've seen too much of the bullshit. I mean, but to that end, I guess that's that I guess that's what makes the music that he's producing a little more childish to me now, right? Like, even if you are a good luck Chuck in the scenario, if you want your happy ending, you got to be happy for the others that came before. Correct. And to the end, they do all look relatively happy yeah. and are succeeding and thriving in their relationships. So whether you want to, you know, uh, you got that player because I gave it to him or, or not, like, just chill out, bro. You're doing, right. a, you're doing a whole lot and you're coming in hot. Yeah. You, what you need to do is go to therapy, get a high five and a hug, and then go into the next relationship a little more secure and vulnerable. It's giving Ray J I hit it first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And, 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 I, and I thought eventually we told him to shut up and sit we down. Did. We right, did. Hey, man, your time is coming, Drake. And your time is coming. And not only that, just the idea of getting your shit off at the expense of talking about something that was – Ultimately traumatic. Yeah. Um, no matter how you dice it, that girl getting shot is no, no matter what you believe or who you believe in that situation. That's horrible. Yeah. And not only is it horrible, it's I can't remember a time in hip hop when there were so many armchair CSI people so many armchair police, so many armchair detectives trying to vet whether or not a rapper got shot. And this has been more this has been more vetted. There's been more conspiracy theories. There's been more maligning and outright humiliating and making fun of this black woman than any other shooting in hip-hop I have ever heard of, short of maybe 50 Cent. 
I'll give you that. I, but I also feel like that speaks to the power of social media, right? Like, there are just a lot of people that feel empowered with their quote-unquote, I That's think true. I know. That's I think true. I fucking know. I saw this cut on a, a little boy that I met three years ago in, in, you know, whatever dubious circumstances. I know that that's not a bullet wound. I think I know, you know, and we're giving those people a platform to open their mouths. Once again, what happened to the time where we would just go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, look at you saying that stuff you say. And we did a slow clap and then we went ahead and had the conversation like adults. And there was a time, and to be honest with you, there was a time when... Is it because we gave them the wrong labels? Is that what happened? Probably. That, and that we also have to factor in... I And, and this, is, this, can, this is kind of a separate topic that I had down and kind of not, and it's kind of related. One day, I am going to understand what it is with you niggas and your just unbridled hatred for Megan Thee Stallion. This, and I'm talking about even before the shooting. And what, because what gets me is that for the most part, Megan represents and embodies more or less what they talking about. Everything these niggas ask for in these songs, and everything these niggas ask for um, when they pray, when they pray to their incel god Kevin Samuels. And she represents all that, but I kind of know what it is. And this is for the for the Samuelites out there. I haven't had no sex. Um, she's successful. She's got agency. I, I, we don't even have to get to the attractiveness. She's successful. She's got per, she's got agency. She's independent. She's got her own bag. She's educated, and she's upfront about your shit. And she's very upfront about who she is and what she wants. And to me, the biggest thing is that and on top of all that, she's gone out of her way to get educated and get a degree so she has a plan B if or when she gets tired of this hip-hop shit. All of that is things I would think you would you would respect and look for. And then she and and then on top of that, she has character. She's always dedicating something to the mental health of young black women. But here's the problem. I'm seeing now where the real problem is for you niggas. She has all of that. And she's got a mindset that you niggas cannot control. The heart of I'm learning that the heart of any discourse between what women want and how that relates to their relationships with men is usually rooted in a level of misogyny that enti- that feel that makes men feel entitled to control how you move in all those spaces. That ego. That ego will get you every time. Mm-hmm. And because there are because I I brought it up on social media that I didn't bring it up, someone else brought it up. Um and I posted it that when Takeoff got killed, it was a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody got quiet. Everybody had to start reflecting, and we have to do something as a community, and something must be done. When Megan got shot, it was a joke. It was a punchline. Everybody went. There were memes. 
you know, God forbid something ever did happen to that young lady. Only wish the best and the brightest. But to a point that I was actually listening to Tony Baker make uh, earlier in the week. Mm. If something did happen to her, those would be the same people coming around going, oh, man, she was a pillar of the culture. And, we have to you know, do we gotta something. We have to do something to protect our black women and God forbid and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it really just boils down to people not being well. Let me not say it. It, it boils down to anything because it's always it's always something complex on top of something complex. Right. But really, fucktards being unable to check themselves within a realm of reality. Like you don't run anything outside of yourself, mm-hmm. and the best thing you can do in allyship is just support. You know what I'm saying? If it's something you don't agree with, support from a distance. If it's something you really agree with, get up all in the nitty gritty. Or have it out in the locker room, man. You know what I'm saying? But like, it, it's always this weird public maligning yeah. that comes back to, well, she represented this and that, and, and, that's, why. and that's why what happened happened. Or it's always, well, uh, you don't need no niggas, so why do you need us protecting you? Yeah. That kind of thing. And it's always this kind of resentment towards women having their own agency, even though we've given them every reason to seek their own agency. Yeah. Because anytime we've they've put the, they've put their agency in our hands, it, it has gone badly. Yeah. I mean, well that's what happens when you want a Stedford wife and not a partner. Right. You know, you want I don't know, man. Like even Like when, what do you like you don't want to pay child support. You don't want to pay alimony. You don't want a thought partner. What are the what what are these women to do when they get out here on their own? And people like Megan, people like the city girls, um, yes, yes, they are a little ratchet. But you, we've, but we've demonstrated that you like that. Yeah, you've given them a culture. You've given them an environment to thrive in. You you took it for a joke, thinking that they weren't going to thrive, and now you're mad that they're killing it. And these and these are the kind of women that y'all would that y'all would get with and smash quietly, and then not and then not wife them because you say because according to you they're too ratchet. You see now that they're coming up and they're doing better than you without you. And and they've got pinhole cameras for your little dicks too, dude. Like (laughs) you don't like that your tricks are getting used on you. Stop being tricky. Just just be be you. Right, be just be yourself and be yeah. forthcoming in your dealings with these people, yeah. and honestly, the resurgence of the Megan talk is exactly the problem. Like I've every every it seems like every week I see a new reason why women say we need therapy because. Like I put, I posted. Like I told you, I posted something, mm-hmm. and somebody else said about why getting shot is funny, mm-hmm. why people, why people seem to think that. Mm-hmm. And what I got back from one gentleman in particular was a lot of. Well, we laughing because you know if you lied about getting shot, we don't know that that girl lied about anything. And it became it. She he just really started centering it around that incident, mm-hmm. even though that was not the core of what we were discussing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that every time I tried to bring it back to why is getting shot funny, 
he just pivoted back to well, this bitch is lying. I mean, that's actually one of my favorite Trumpisms. Red herring is the basis for any ignorant debate. Your 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 neg can't ever compliment what it is you're saying when they don't have a grounds to stand on. And either people never take the time to figure out the whole truth or read up on it or just simply keep an open mind until more facts disseminate. Right. And ultimately it's it's usually the latter, just not keeping an open mind until more facts disseminate. I, I whatever it is in people that makes them feel like they know based off the smallest amount of information, it's too much of that going around. And it, and there was just something very inherently corny to me about Drake pivoting to that because there's the argument that he wasn't necessarily talking directly about Megan because he didn't actually say her name. But, and I can't repeat it verbatim, mm-hmm. but the way the turn of phrase was presented the context it was presented and the fact that you use the word stallion, you knew this was evoking that person, that person and that incident yeah. and that people were going to have that to say. Drake is conscious enough about perception to understand this. Yeah. Having said all that, um, in the uh, Discord, shout out to the Discord crew. Uh, we have a music channel in our Discord. D. Randall uh, has left us a review okay. of the uh, Drake and 21 Savage album. Uh, this is last night. Takes deep breath. Her loss is an, her loss is an audio book for dudes who have to pay for pussy. Over mediocre uh, over mediocre Metro booming beats and the occasional appearance by 21 Savage, her loss is an album by a dude who just now realized that women have never liked him for who he is, so he overcompensates with unconvincing toxic masculinity. He's trying to be future, but closer to Russell Wilson. Never understood the appeal of 21 Savage. He raps like a dude who's learning to read at the same time. Imagine being young, rich, aesthetically pleasing to women, and actually talented, but nobody actually fucks with you for real and only want, and only wants to be adjacent to your stardom. 21's facial expressions got him looking like a poorly disguised reptilian overlord. What? Disney XD character looking ass. What? This would have been my, this would have been my reply if I was Serena's husband. And there is a picture of Aubrey looking maximum corny. Um... Shave with the with the toxic with the toxic lineup, uh, hugging LeBron James. No, thanks for reading my review. Ladies and gentlemen, that is D. Randall, y'all. Um, let's let's go ahead and uh, clap, white people. I miss my partner in crime. I'm telling you, bro, I think the one thing social media has done is allowed the everyman to learn that rich people are just every people with too many resources. They're no different than us. They just got lucky enough to have more resources. That's really it. 
I'm going to come up with an ongoing segment based on something D. Randall said in Patreon. I'm going to call it social media was a mistake. Facts. <laughs> it is Facts. a technology that we were ill-prepared for. Facts. Um, it, it, and it's, I think I think at first glance we thought peering into each other's lives was going to be nuanced and fun, and then we just really found out that everybody is is we're all making the same sounds a cat getting baptized in cold water makes. Like we're all just a little off, and we it, thought it'd be cool to realize how you put yourself together. No one's really putting themselves together, bro. Nobody at all. <laughs> nobody at all. <laughs> and and let me also say one more thing on this. Um. Y'all leave Partisan Fontaine alone, please. Please. Because the very next thing I saw right after Drake and Megan were trending was people tagging Party talking about um, stop writing Megan's lyrics and start and, and pick up a gun. Oh, damn. No. We can't do that. You cannot do that. We can't have just had a whole come to Jesus meeting, um, everybody crying at the digital wake for takeoff, and denouncing and denouncing violence in hip hop, and then y'all go and and tell Partisan Fontaine that he needs to get up and go and go be violent with these men, fam. First of all, nobody who has feminist tattooed on their stomach is gonna come see you. <laughs> They're not coming to your house to come see you. Now, if if, if y'all see each other in the street, he probably will get it popping. Cause uh, that is a that that's a big nigga that looks like he's one that he's one of many fights in his life. Um, having said that, y'all cannot be chanting like the like the like the mob and gladiator. You can't do that. You cannot <laughs> you cannot send this man out there to go fight these people. Talking talking about uh talking about he ain't he ain't do shit with with Tory. He ain't do shit with the baby. Cause we no, we can't do that. You cannot, because y'all, because y'all gonna be the same ones to turn around and have this whole what happened to what? Ha, where's all the violence coming from in hip hop? You can't do that. I mean, now, granted, that would that would mean that we need to understand sense and sensibilities. That would mean we would need to understand so much emotional intelligence. We don't have it. Um. Sympathy for one, uh, uh, empathy and compassion for one another. We don't have it. We don't have any of the tools necessary as a, as a group, as a, a, a as, a, as a people, as a community. We have not, we have not stepped up our collective emotional intelligence except to tell men now, should we be protecting women? 100%. 100% protect black women. Of course. Uh, this is one of the few things that Malcolm was unflinching on. Yes, protect women at all costs. I do believe that the that the well-being of any community can be measured by how the women are doing. I mean. And our community ain't doing great. I say, like hip-hop. <laughs> Much like hip-hop. And so... Should we be protecting our women? Should we be standing up for them in the public arena? 100%. An internet beef is not a reason to pull up and come see somebody physically. 
I am 100% a proponent of protecting Megan. Well, so not even uh, not even step on your toes, but like sure. to the point that you were just saying, who do we pass the microphone to? Then? Who do, who? Because there are a lot of people I feel that are grasping for it in terms of like leadership. Yeah, man, we don't like, have it. Like, where where does that voice need to come? We don't from? have it. We don't have it. Not even an up and coming. No one on the rise. No, I'm still we don't have no, but I was just curious who you'd we, say. We don't have it. If we have it, we're not listening to them. Mm. And we and we call them corny. I mean, Common is a dumbass, but he's not he, he's not wrong. He's one of these proponents of stop being so hard headed, you know. And and I I trust his appearances, uh, his his experiences, being that he is from the South Side of Chicago. Um. I think it's because he fucks so heavy with Coca-Cola that I tend not to listen to him. There's something about his messaging that makes... I, He's I was gotten increasingly cornier. I, I was trying to figure out what it is that makes me not pay attention to him, and I don't know if it's the commercial, the, his commercialization or like, or what, but something about him just makes me go, eh, it, not him. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like what he's saying, but just, I don't like the fact that he's saying it. Who else we got? It's because, he's, it's because he sounds illiterate when he's... When he's talking and not rapping, every word out of his mouth sounds like an Everest College ad. He sounds quite illiterate. That's why they only gave him two lines in John Wick too. I mean, I have no disagreements. I'm really, I'm struggling. Yeah, Common is so talented until you start engaging him about things like the world his raps are intelligent he talking sounds like just a regular uneducated nigga i was just about to say yeah like you realize the school system failed him one hundo yeah like and you know oh god randall has a, a million things to say about how crazy he sounds but like in these interviews, I remember I was watching the nightly show back when they had that on mm-hmm. with Larry Wilmore mm-hmm. and he was on there. And I was, it was the first time I realized, cause common has been one of my favorite rappers over the years. Um, what, but him talking about that kind of shit, it's, it, it, it didn't, it was very surface level and it sounded like somebody who has never engaged with any of these things that he's actually talking about. Yeah. And it sounds like he just got the talking points rehearsed to him because at the time he was fucking Angela Rye. Yeah. And Angela Rye totally wrote all these responses for him. Yeah. Um, you will not sound dumb. Yeah, that lady said, you will not, look, I am light-skinned. You will not embarrass me in the public arena. Damn it. Work too hard to get here. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get there. I just, I don't know. I need someone else to say what he's saying. Something just, something has, well, yeah, I do. I mean, if he would just keep, just keep rapping. Just keep rapping. Even my mom, even my mom is more, is a, a fan of him uh, looks wise when he's not talking. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about J. Cole. I want him to talk less and just keep rapping. I'm, I know how you feel. I actually quite as kept, I was playing some J. Cole for that one in the bed over there. Uh, for my mom, and she, she like, baby, who is this? I was like, J. Cole? She was like, hmm, I've never known you to listen to bad rappers. 
Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, well, well. gluten-free Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of J. Cole. Um, he's he's Kendrick Lamar, but without all the, but without, you, you know how like, you know how like diet soda is bad because it takes out literally everything that makes soda enjoyable? Shut up. <laughs> J. Cole, it's like they took out all the toxic additives from Kendrick Lamar. And now we have this, like, zero grams trans fat version of Kendrick Lamar. I hate you so much. Like somebody took, like somebody took Kendrick and was like, well, put a napkin over all the grease, like a pizza, throw it in that blender with some wheatgrass, a little bit of kale, and a little bit of kale. That's what. That's what. That's what J Cole is to me. He is lyrical kale. <laughs> that's why I only like a handful of songs from him. He is lyrical kale, and I hate kale. Oh man, that is not my brand of green. You give me my romaine. You give me my arugula. Lyrical kale. But lyrical kale will not stand. All right, Gambo. What <laughs> 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 on the list? <laughs> um, that is a good time for us to take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in Podcasting. <laughs> Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we are having a ball. Ooh. Me and the brother Euphonic. And then he took this nigga's cape. He's got anime, he's 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 got anime on in the background, so hey he's man. he's catching up on. Uh, CJ the champ needs to put this man on the round table. Do what? CJ the champ needs to put this man on the round table. Oh. That is disrespectful. He's getting caught up on My Hero Academia. I didn't I'm not tell gonna, me. I'm not going to spoil it for you niggas, but. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna stop talking, but why didn't you? The past two episodes, it's all bad. Oh my god. It is all bad for our heroes, bro. Um it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. We can't even have shit in video games, bro. Um I am not good with my Roman numerals, but I'm going to assume this is like Final Fantasy sixteen. Okay. Um, long-standing uh, MMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the people that... So, basically what I'm to take from the story is that the people at uh, Square Enix do not have and desperately need a Jamal. Ah. Um, Most things would be solved with a Jamal. This is according to Kotaku.com. Two weeks ago, Square Enix released a new story trailer for its upcoming RPG. Oh, this must be like 17, I think. Final Fantasy 17. There's just one noticeable problem. 
There doesn't seem to be a single non-white character in it. Huh. Uh, so IGN asked producer Naoki Yoshida about uh, whether or not the game would feature any black people or other people of color. Unfortunately, his response made me go yikes in real life. Oh, no. Yoshida explained that the fantasy world of Valistia was based on medieval Europe, and they wanted to limit the world culturally and ge- geographically. Valist- this is a quote. Valistia was never uh, going to realistically be as diverse as, say, a modern-day Earth or even Final Fantasy VI, uh, 16, he said, as if he was being asked to incorporate every race on the entire planet. Huh. Ultimately, we felt that while incorporating ethnic diversity into Valistia was important, an over-incorporation into this single corner of a much larger world could end up causing a violation of those narrative boundaries we originally set for ourselves. What? Which begs the question, why did they enforce a whites-only boundary in the first place? <sighs> These are Japanese people. This is a video game. These are Japanese people that could not imagine a world that wasn't full of white-looking people. Try to walk through that logic with me. There is an enormous disconnect culturally. In that, in that statement, in that problem. I was about to say just in that problem, bro. I don't even know if I want to leave it in that statement. There's an enormous cultural dis, uh, uh, disconnect there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, and people keep hearkening back to this. Y'all can't, it's fantasy. It's fantasy science fiction. Literally, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And because you can't creatively fathom other people with other colors of skin in your fantasy world that probably has dudes with tigers for heads and and reptilian people. Just I, I don't know what Final Fantasy sixteen has in it because um, it's not out yet. But that's insane to me. I mean, because well, so like. Ironically, it's probably why their games aren't slapping harder lately. Ironically, I was going to ask where the lore is going, but like, so does this mean if they bring on the right creative team, we'll get Final Fantasy 18 and it's just all, all your, 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 your sidekicks, mammy's best friends? Like, if, what, like, what's really going on? If, if they wanted, we could get like a Final Fantasy, a Final Fantasy 7 tie in where it's just Barrett. Playing niggas off with that with that gun arm. Yeah, I just uh, that's insane to me. This is a weird world we live in, now, it's, dude. man. Where the more fantastical it gets, the more limited people's minds are. Yeah, that's wild, that's man. Super wild, bro. And I'm gonna be honest. That's why that last Final Fantasy game didn't slap. In Attack on Wait, Attack on Titan is Chinese or Japanese? Japanese. All right, dude. We just came off of a whole anime arc. Talking about that shit. And there I know was, you can do it. And there was a whole black dude who explained it. A couple because of I times. Am, because I am from God. That's why. God. 
Y'all aren't learning. Y'all are not. We are regressing, the racism dude. is not evolving any, and I don't like it. We are regressing, bro. That's scary, dude. That's scary. I, yeah, it's, I didn't. You, I don't you think like about that. that. You think about that, and then they're like, "We're listening to Till movie, but there's like no no violence against African Americans in it." I'm not watching that shit, that, bro. That I feel like that's like. Pa- not even pacifying. It's, it's like, missing the point. It, yeah, it's making nice the whole point that was supposed to be there. The name. The name Emmett Till. It's supposed to invoke chills. Right. Just the name itself evokes in the mind black trauma and violence. Yeah. On 10. And you can't make that go away just because you're not showing us the action. Facts. We've uh, that's the horror story that generationally we have all been told. His mom can't still be alive. Then. No. Okay, I was about to say I would. I'm pretty sure she would argue that was the whole point. She's not. She's not going for that. And not only that, people were mad. The, um, that lady was light skinned mm. That lady was light skinned in the movie. She's dark skinned And my thing is, I didn't know. and my thing is, those things matter. I never understood why Chadwick Boseman was um not no was it Chadwick Boseman that was um Thurgood Marshall I think so yeah that was a weird one too <laughs> because those color politics matter yeah in the long run yeah um I wasn't gonna t- I'm not gonna talk too much about Elon. Um, Why not? I'm glad he's having a tough time. Man. Silly dude. Elon taking over Twitter. Um, <laughs> he knows that dude is awake. <laughs> I need, I need to see it. I, I like he just got in the chair. I need to see some fuck shit first. Well, he did fire all those people. I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he fired all those people. He fired like the the lady whose idea it was in the beginning to ban Trump. Mm-hmm. Got him, got him on out of there. Now he has said that there won't be any bringing back people that were banned like that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all, bro. When you're the, you don't have to tell the truth when you're when you're rich. When you're when you're billionaire, zillionaire, rich, you don't have to tell the truth anymore. Now, case in point, when I become a billionaire, we're all gonna continue to tell the truth. Gonna do it from someplace far, far away from the rest of y'all. If, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we're just, we're just gonna tell the truth in seclusion. Hey man, only place you can tell the truth, man. So you niggas can't find us when it's nope. <laughs> nope. Disagree across the street, bro. Can't disagree on my property because you'll never find it, Doug. Get that. Oh Get shit! All of that. Oh man, we just have to move to New Jersey with Chris Rock. That's fine. And That's the fine. dentist. That's fine. I'll hide behind the anonymity of he's right over there. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, it, I don't know what's gonna happen with Elon. I, I, I assume there's gonna be a lot more Twitter jail. I've never been in Twitter jail a day in my life, dude. Between that eight dollar charge for the verified accounts, is that real? Yeah. Hell no. And the, the Petri dish that is all the group thing that takes place on that on that, that platform? Hell no, nah, bro. 
Twitter Twitter is gonna do what Tumblr did. It's gonna die, and then hope that it has enough, you know, in the bank that that people <laughs> are they all running away? Yes. Um, oh, making man. people pay for social media now in twenty twenty two sounds insane to me. Did this nigga die? Yeah. Cut um, him free. Oh yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. Yeah, he's he's very wrapped up in this anime. Um, no, I'm still listening, and to and need, and and reasonably so. Golly, that's um, a bad day. That's where America is right now. That's exactly where America I is. Think about to wake up. So I'm not. So I'm not. I'm not here for. I'm not here for Bill Maher. But he has said some real shit, and I hate to admit when Bill Maher is right. He's very ups, He's very uh, disillusioned, and he's been saying on his show and on a lot of interviews that um, Trump is going to rise again. Um, he is going to win, and when he wins, democracy is officially dead. Way more things are at stake and on the ballot now than the first time around when Trump was on the way in. And he's not wrong. Um, he's not wrong. But I feel like he's got to get a new stick. Um, so much of his comedy has been white grievance culture. And so much of his, his whole narrative has been, has been a matter of making what happened in the 2016 election our fault. Who's fault? Young people. Young people, black people, anybody that's not old white people that are just sick of everything. Suck a dick on that note. And his whole narrative turned into every rant at the end of the show was about was this is the reason we um this is the reason we lost the election. This is the reason there was a t- he was blaming Marvel movies for us lo- losing the election. And it just got to a corny point. Um, where he just, he was just becoming more tone deaf and more out of touch and just basically, uh, just basically turning around on all the reasons that liberals liked him and everything became about blaming liberals, blaming liberals for our loss or for our lot in life and liberals and talk and woke culture are the reason that this country is in decline and it's all our fault it's all the left's fault and we're going to lose the election and democracy is going to die and it's just going to be a failed state and all that shit's going to happen regardless so bill maher is another dude that i like right but like bill maher's stoop is slippery slopes everything is a is a just in or a because about to or some shit like that and i i get his point but everything beyond the Democrats have disjointed arguments, I think he's taking a bit over the top. But I, I think, do. I think he does that for ratings, though. I definitely think he plays it up for his for the people that watch him. I definitely think he plays it up for his base. That too, but I've noticed this, and this is the problem with um, this is the problem with what it's like to be liberal in America, generationally. Like a lot of Tea Party people. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of Tea Party people, a lot of them in the 60s and 70s were considered liberal. A lot of those people in older times were the ones handing daisies to soldiers and doing sit-ins and standing in front of tanks. And they became disillusioned with where things were headed and, and had no confidence in the generation to come after them. And they became the crotch of the old man. And they grew up into what we know as the Tea Party now, a bunch of lunatics. And I see that more and more with Bill Maher. As Bill Maher is getting older, as Bill Maher is getting more separated from the people that put him on and the people that thought him to be this maverick liberal who dated black women and listened to rap and smoked weed. All of that is just as much a cover as Justin Bieber when he thought he was hanging out with Lil Twist and rapping and all that kind of shit, doing songs with Chance and whatever. And the the more disenchanted and the more unhappy with society particularly the liberal the liberal people that let that are all about inclusion the more they come up and the more disenchanted white people like that get that's when that's when their true colors show i was just about to say i feel like bill maher has always been a get off my lawn kind of dude i just think that people liked his packaging more when he was younger i i don't think there's ever been a bill maher i feel like george carlin was a good base for Bill Maher, but he never stuck the landing like Carlin did. Like, Carlin really believed what he was saying. Correct. And everybody could get it. Bill Maher has favorites, and they're very evident in his comedy. They're very evident on his show. Right. They're very evident when he's doing interviews. Um, Carlin was never crotchety either. Yeah. Well, near, after his wife passed, he was. Well, a little. But that was yeah. more so at life, not, not right. politics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Even, even to that point, like, I imagine that that household's got to be a really unique household. Not even, it, I would like to believe that the pinnacle of an interracial marriage would probably be Bill Burr and his wife, right? <laughs> like, honest I don't knows and legit answers coming your way. Um, and Bill Maher's home, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of half-stepping around and ego. Bill Burr gets it. Bill Burr definitely gets it. Um, I don't. I don't there are a couple other white people. Dennis Miller had this bad too. I remember when Dennis Miller was a thing. Okay, and then he started doing Fox News and yeah. hanging out with uh, Bill O'Reilly and all that kind of shit. And I feel like this is one of those times when white people that are in it for the wrong reasons, because there are some good liberal white people out here that maybe maybe beat their chest a little too hard, <laughs> but their heart is in the right place. Yeah. Um, the people that are in it just because they're going with whichever way the wind's blowing, those are the ones that show that that show their true colors. Yeah. Um, I think Bill Maher is becoming that, and he, even though he has had some good points about where the country is, about where the country is headed, and I know I understand him being disillusioned about uh, and and afraid of where Trump is um, about Trump rising again. Because I'm right there with him. 
I also don't want to give him any points. My hope is that my hope is that the DOJ is able to pull out this this indictment the way they need to, and then the court of law will take all this very clear evidence that we've all seen and put it to good use. If However, he's if he's gonna sit him if he's gonna sit down, they have to sit him down now. I don't disagree with that. However, mm-hmm. I do think it's very easy to drop this ball, and I think we have very recent history of watching that ball get dropped from two, three Supreme Court seats to a previous impeachment and indictment case. Yeah. Just, just to a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's true. No, um, you're right. Like, this country doesn't have a good follow-through track record. That's also true. You're right. You know? Uh, so I don't know. And also, I, I think the other thing is that I think white people in general – have let the crazies get too much of a get too much of a solid seat in politics. Bruh. I think I really think that people like Trump have changed and maybe corrupted the of the game. democracy yeah. for the for for the foreseeable future. I because I really thought no and no cap not even I know you guys like did enough deep dives on this already. But when Jewish space lasers became something out of someone's mouth, I just knew What's that. that we were, there? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Man, she was talking about. I I just knew that when someone at that level started talking about quote unquote Jewish space lasers with like real emotion, passion, and context, that we were ready to take a deep look at ourselves. I I didn't think we had anything to worry about going into these round of elections. And then fucking Herschel Walker pops up like months ago. You know what? It's weird. You know what the thing with Herschel Walker is? Is that that people are missing, and that I don't know what podcast I was listening to. Enlighten me. Whatever I was listening to, some podcast where, um, they were kind of like, I don't understand how Herschel Walker has been allowed to prosper. Here's the thing, I think they, I think they said that they had spoken to some insider, okay. some uh, like Republican insider. Okay. And basically the vibes are, I don't care. We don't care what he says up there. We don't care about any of that shit. We just want that Senate seat. And that is that there is the attitude that is going to fuck us over. Do everybody yeah. in. Like that's that how, right there. That's how you end up with the weird in. The ones that Correct. are even eating your face. Correct. Yeah. And, and that and that's what it's become. It's too many people trying to keep their job and not do their job. Yeah. And the Republicans just want a foot in the door so they can act a fool. Yeah. Um, send all your racist stories, your real life racist encounters. Um, uh, send all those anything you think we missed in the news. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Also, um, opinionswildblack.com, great place to find out more about Houston's Most Savage podcast, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch, and ways to become a patron and join our Patreon team. Shout out to the Discord crew where you can get um, exclusive merch, Discord access, um, and bonus content. Uh, We'll be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Clap, white people.
back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are chilling, having a good time, uh, hydrating like adults. Um, it's time for your listener letters. We do have we we do have one from uh, the homie Xavier Hunter, aka X the Maestro. Hey, um, X wants to know what's a plot hole that has burned you up for years, and how would you fix it? Oh boy, this is, this is kind of a Randall question. Um, a plot hole that has burned me up. Maybe okay, so maybe not a plot hole per se. But um, I guess one thing that never got resolved, well, no, that's not true because cause they did in, they kind of did in Firefly with Serenity and that kind of buttoned everything up. Um, I actually have a deep cut. Okay, hit me. Do you remember an anime called World Trigger? No. All right. First of all, Amazing Little Diddy. Mm-hmm. escalates appropriately. Um, but they introduced this concept of a black trigger, which is like an omnipotent trigger. Okay. Um, and then within a five-episode story arc, cancel the show mm. on the premise that one day they'll be back. That was 15 years ago. Oh, I do have a good one then. <laughs> I just thought of it. That's a good one. So... And it's not really a plot hole so much as we never the the show in the show ended or just they decided they were gonna stop making it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite animes is Witch Hunter Robin, and Witch Hunter Robin got to got really dark in season two. Okay. And basically, the witch hunter was being hunted by her old team at the witch hunting department. Okay. And except for the one dude that was in love with her and wouldn't turn on her. Um, and so basically it got to a point where they, they found it was a cliffhanger and they found out that the serum that they were using to shoot people that would, um, that, uh, that would subdue them if they were witches or whatever, or protect them from witch magic was being generated from like the spinal fluid of of witches that they had detained. Oh shit. Or like the the or or like just the plasma of witches that they had detained and they had them all in these like vats um like harvesting their parts or whatever. And it was the creepiest shit you'd ever saw. They left it there. And that was the last episode of Witch Hunter Robin. And that studio just never, I don't don't know what the creator was doing or whatever, but the studio just never made it again. I hate when that happens, man. And I I think a lot of those studios at the time were in flux. Um, Because anime studios at one point were, like, coming and going. They still are, bro. You can be on top. For for example, that's why it's taking so long for Fire Force to drop its next season. Ah, Studio is busy trying to juggle some of the projects that it has on deck right now. Isn't that a, a Kaizen mm-hmm. a show like that too? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no, Kaizen actually is kind of following the same model arc as Demon Slayer, where they drop a season, drop a movie, drop a season, drop a movie. Okay. I think that's going to become the new 
the new push for animators. That's what they're doing with this, it seems. Because yeah. I feel like they've done that so far. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that last movie as much as the first two, but for my, my Hero Academia, I didn't... That last movie, World Heroes Mission, that didn't really... I I couldn't get jiggy with it. I feel like World's Heroes Mission is doing the same thing that Dragon Ball Superheroes is supposed to do, which is just introducing a power-up and pushing villain narratives forward. Right. Um. But, yeah, that's mine. Witch Hunter Robin, there were so many questions unanswered. And what exactly the, the dude that was in love with her whose side he was really on. We didn't get any of that. Um, and for me, and um, it, 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 was a, it was a nasty way to end that. I didn't like that at all. That, man, Wise Man's grandson was like that. You introduced who was going to be his nemesis, and then it was just like, uh, yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. This, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, thank you, X, for your listener letter. Um, opinionswildblack at gmail.com. You know what to do. Um, get uh, or You can find me on social media, really. Um, I'll probably be the one to answer it. Randall um, doesn't really social media like that. Um, Sedina, I did see your letter. Uh, I will be. We're going to tackle that one next week, probably. Um, in the meantime, it is time for... The top three STFUs. Hey. Who are the three people in America that could really use some shut the fuck shut up? The fuck up. <laughs> um, as soon as I get organized here, uh, I got to pull out my little list. Got my little list on my little phone. Uh, my super slow little phone. Here we go. Um. Oh, boy. Number three. Number three is DJ Academics. Again. I really want yo I really want Boo Boo the Bear to sit down. Anytime there's a thing, anytime there's a thing happening, DJ Academics can find a way to take to, to take sides in a way that makes everything worse. <laughs> DJ Academics went on uh, right after um Megan responded to um the Drake diss. In the new album, um, basically, academics jumped on Twitter and was like, "And was like, man, don't. First of all, you got to keep that shit between uh, you got to you got to keep that beef between uh, you and Tory because we're not canceling Drake. Oh wow, you just a stallion. Drake's the goat. Oh wow. Now, they definitely he definitely called Serena." Serena's husband a groupie and if you've ever wanted to see a rap groupie it is DJ Academics he has all the, and we've we've been through this before he has all the smoke for these women and none for these niggas because as much as he said that with his chest about Megan Vic Mensa if Vic Mensa showed up today he would be yes sir Big Brother Almighty. That's just a weird dude, man. We talking about the we talking about the same dude that was like swimming in the glass pool with with six with Takachi. Yes, in, in his little in, his, in the in the in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a weird dude, man. He is. He is That's a weird dude. I he's thought a, we had stopped paying attention to him. That's he's a, a terrible person. 
we're supposed to stop paying attention to him. Seriously. He he but he has too many corporate generated markers in the culture. Has he really? He's been sucking Complex's dick for God knows how long. Wow. Like all like all of his markers in the culture are generated by basically incels and corporate interests. Really? That's that is his audience. I didn't know we in, did that. Incels and corporate interests and niggas trying to get that. on. Yeah, I didn't man. Know we did that. He is he is definitely um he is definitely one of the one of the major players in the in the in the black incel community. I haven't had no sex. And um I don't know, man. Ghetto Boo Boo the Bear just gotta stop. This thing really does just look like Boo Boo the Bear in the face. Yeah. It, like like a black tag. Like if like, like if Carlton if, like if, like if Carlton Banks had like a gland problem, he'd probably be DJ Academics. Like Carlton's got too much self esteem to be DJ Academics. So. Well, that too. And the problem is, like that's another one that needs a hug. Are y'all noticing the trend? Yeah. Hug your weird friends, man. You know they weird. They know you know they weird. And you know they're not getting any sex. Man, give them a hug. I haven't had no sex. (laughs) But until then, DJ Academics just got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! That's a damn shame. And and honestly, I think him getting laid wouldn't even help. No, I really think he needs a hug, man. Because everybody knows what a failure he is to the point where... It would just be a pity smash. Yeah. It was just like Randall was talking about how you can be attractive, how you can be successful, all these things, and nobody still want to mess with you, mm-hmm. except academics isn't even attractive. Or successful. Well, that's arguable, I'll, I'll admit. He's, he's, he, is making this, he is making a lot of Twitch money. Okay. Um, number two is Uncle Luke. <gasps> no. Yeah, man. What happened? So the takeoff, the takeoff killing, has everybody kind of looking for answers. Okay, and has everybody feeling a different way, and a lot of old heads are definitely feeling feeling a way. I don't like how you starting. Uncle Luke posted on Twitter, "We have to do something." I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to look it up. We have to do something. Um, it's easier to it's easier to find. A gun, it, it's easier to find a gun in the hood than a book. So, is are none of you niggas gonna tell him that's not true? At all. That's, that's not even in the ballpark. So, this is another one of those moments where you have somebody who has been so successful who has who has been so um integral to the culture for so long they're so out of touch okay. and they're so far they're they're so far removed from what they knew when they were coming up and what reality is and what reality actually is okay. it is not that is out that is just misinformation it is you can literally get on your phone and order a book 
that will show up at your house tomorrow, sometimes today, for like $10 that that you can read on your phone. Public libraries. Public libraries are still a thing, guys. And guns? Now, don't get me wrong. This is Texas. So guns are probably more accessible than some places. But that's going away. And even though that's going away, guns themselves are still expensive. Just stay out of Walmart. Well, that too. Like I was like I I, I was going to buy well I was going to buy an object uh from a friend that was selling theirs and they were giving me the friend discount of 400 yeah it's still it's still pricey and and then that's inflation prices oh no no you Luke you can't be saying shit like that in inflation during inflation can't do that there's too many depressed people in, in these in these supermarkets. I'll be trying that. It'd be too many. Well, not even trying. It's just too many. You can't you can't give misinformation about what's cheap and what ain't. Cause it's too many depressed faces in these supermarkets um to be exaggerating prices like that. The bane of my existence now is that trip to the supermarket. <laughs> Fuck a budget. Whatever whatever I expected to spend, I'm going to spend forty dollars more. Yeah. Man, they gave I'm, no shit's too shit's too expensive for you to be saying shit like that, Luke. Fam, I'll I'll tell you about it later. But I had a man, I I had an offer on Uber Eats that I could get thirty dollars off if I spent sixty dollars if I if I spent sixty dollars at Randall's. Fam, $60 got me like three bags yeah. at Randall's. Yeah. Randall's ain't even the cheap, ain't even the highest supermarket in, in Texas. I can buy it, dude. One of these days, we're going to talk about that hierarchy. But yeah, I actually, no. I, I know that we on one thing, but I actually hate the, the concept of, of, of those apps because they're just cheating us out of the delivery free and the tax. Well, yeah. I know what they're doing. That's true, too. Trying to run my pockets. And y'all, but in ser- in all seriousness, I know we're all kind of, I, I know when, when these horrible things happen to people that maybe we think didn't deserve it or that did not deserve it, we're all kind of scrounging for answers and we're all, and this is what I was talking about before um, when, I talk, when, I, when we talk about Kanye and Kyrie is that we're all looking to somebody to know what they're talking about. We're all looking for leadership from just anywhere because we have so little of it in our community these days. But Uncle Luke ain't it. Not scarred. Not banned. See, you know you're in the room with a you you know you're in the room with a Greek because anytime you anytime you say scarred, anytime you cuz scarred is immediate hop Step music. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you, um, 
it is a it is a joy because anytime now we once you've been to college, there are just certain songs you just immediately think of when you think of Greeks, when you think of life on the yard. Scarred is one of them. Yeah, and it transcends now like several generations. Um, but yeah, Luke, we appreciate your contribution to the culture. We appreciate everything you've done for music. We appreciate everything you've done for um, the long legacy of women throwing ass. However. But, sir, stick to that. If you dropped some new, some new ass-throwing music tomorrow, we would all download it. We would all consume it. It's true. And if you found a way to put Stop the Violence... In ass throwing music, we'd probably go for it. Could you imagine if he remixed Throat Baby? Oh my God. <laughs> no. Bruh. But until then, sir. Yeah. The political stuff, leave that to other people. You're not qualified. Please. And I say this with love. Kindly shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up. Please. We, we want to keep liking you. We want to keep liking you even though we've always had the, even though we've always had the, the sneaking suspicion that a nigga that talks about, that a nigga that's as old as you who talks about throwing ass as much as you do is up to no good. We've never been able to prove it. I'm just saying, we've lost enough heroes already. Right, right. Don't live in the social media, in in the social media atmosphere long enough to see yourself become the villain. Man, let us keep. Let us remember you fondly, please. Like I really think there should be. I really think for some of these rappers that that grew up rapping and dropped out of school at seventeen. We should have an age limit on you for Twitter. You should just not be allowed to get on get on social media anymore and say whatever you want to say like that. Facts. Because it's only doing we're trying to help you. You see what happened to Talib Kwali. Man. Why did we let him start talking? He went all the way hotel. I didn't know that was gonna happen, dude. It's a few of them that's just dumb on social media. Happen. Uh him I never saw that coming. He's a dumbass on social media. Pete Rock is a dumbass on social media. I didn't know Pete Rock was that bad. He's a dumbass on social media. No, but Talib, Talib, I really never saw that. Like, that's that's another one. Like, when you talk about common rapping versus common in an interview, I just would not see that correlation there. You, t- Talib, too short and light voice to be such a he-man woman hater. Man. Uh, he got to chill out. But, yeah, Luke, Man. don't don't end up like Talib. Yeah, please. please Out here ho-tapping. Don't do that. Please don't. We, we, yeah, we want to remember you fondly, bro. Uh, And the number one person, number one person who should shut the fuck up is, and I don't want to, I don't want to bash her name because I can't pronounce it. Zaya Wade's mother. uh, D. Wade's ex-wife is back on that bullshit. What happened? Oh, my God. So, in case you didn't know, 
Zia Wade's mother, if for the past, I think this has gone on for like the past five or ten years or something. This is for a while. She comes up in the she comes up in the blogs and in the news. Now it seems like almost annually with a new complaint about Dwayne Wade, how they're parenting her child, and Gab- and how Gabrielle Union is just a no good man stealing hussy. And I remember I remember the last time they went through this bullshit. She did this whole thing. And usually she goes away when the check gets written. Mm-hmm. And when the check wasn't big enough for her, she made up this whole thing where she wrote it, where where she did this video where she was just pretending that she was destitute on the street. Um, after Gabrielle Union moved in, right. So now she's back on her bullshit, and she is in the blogs and in public, um, uh, um, uh, accusing Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union of low-key of forcing Zia Wade to transition really so that they can so that they can make Disney money really that they're trying to that that according to her they're trying to um get get her to get her to be one of these one of these kid Disney celebrities and and try to um capitalize on her status as a as a as a young trans person and that she's and that they're just using her and basically making her do this transition for the sake of making money. So what's her angle there? I feel like you got to have a very specific lens to throw some of that around. So basically from it is from the standpoint of Again, it's a new thing almost every year. And from what I understand, they've taken her. She doesn't like the parent. They've taken her baby away from her. Even though she agreed to it. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade lost his shit and issued a statement. Uh, I wish I had wrote it down, but he melted all the way down and said um uh, and basically was like well first of all I was trying to be I was, I was trying to be cool about this uh because I don't want to be I don't want to be in public talking down on my child's mother mm-hmm. but for you to have all these complaints you have made no attempts whatsoever to be in your child's life none I imagine someone at his level would have the receipts too he, which he does, yeah. and he wrote a long thing. He was like, first of all, you have made zero attempts to be in the to be in the to be in your in your daughter's life. Let's start there. Um, and you have all this to say, and you don't have it, and basically you you don't seem to have any of it to say when the check clears. And he said, and I quote: "The high road has run out of real estate." Tragic. He went all in on this woman. She deserves every bit of it because that's nasty. Yeah. Now, first of all, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union do not look like they need their their hard up for money at all. They are not hard up for money whatsoever. Yeah. Gabrielle Union is still working. 
And it has several residual checks. And gets several residuals. They do tons of commercials and endorsements. Fam, it all sounds, I hate saying this about a black woman, but it's true. It all sounds very bitter. It all sounds like the same shit you were saying years ago. It sounds like I didn't get chose. It sounds like I'm it sounds like y'all not gonna relegate me to being number two. I'm always gonna be number one. It sounds like y'all not gonna Will Smith me. I'm the original Jada. It all sounds it all sounds very it's very nasty. And it's not just nasty because it, it, it because it's nasty for conventional reasons. It's nasty because your daughter has to has to see you showing your ass like this. Yeah, and stewing that. And Dwayne Wade has been nothing but supportive to this little girl. Yeah. Nothing but supportive. Yeah. Gabrielle Union, nothing but supportive. They give they give this kid more support than people in regular households give their queer and trans children. That's what's crazy to me is and what's crazy to me what I feel like is dangerous is that her accusations play on a very real phobia and a very real fear in the black community of an agenda. You know, black people get, re- get black people get really their their ears perk it's up. One of their favorite words, and it's it's an agenda, and everything she's saying, kind of dog whistles agenda, and it dog whistles and it preys on the fear that people have of that community, and it pre- and it preys on the, just the 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 kind of ingrained hatred for some reason. Um, that goes around in that community, like there, because I, because anything they do with that kid, there are people that feel that way. There are people that feel like this is a, that there that there's some some secret exploiting going on. That there's some agenda that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union have been privy to. Um, I remember Boozy had everything in the world to say about it, and it feels like she's pandering. To that part of black culture and that part that 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 deals so much in fear we don't need that yeah we don't need any more of that we need to be trying to do more to come together than separate each other agree and people that are just preying on fear for selfish purposes that is peak nasty yeah. and it's peak nasty for some man and it's peak nasty for somebody who usually goes away once the check clears. And it's giving, it's nasty. It's, it's, it's giving those weird seasons of Ryan on the office when he just turned into, when he just, when he just turned into like Jim's nemesis. Yeah. Way too much time. <laughs> just, do some work, nigga. Like, and so it was just peak nasty for me. Zia Wade's mother, Chauvin, Chauvin, Shamalama, Ding Dong. Shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up! That's going to be crazy for that kid's development, too. Right. Like, when they get grown, see, there are some parents that still don't get it. 
and that they don't understand that when they're grown, when they get old, they start evaluating a lot of those decision making. And all of a sudden, you're gonna. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's gonna come a time. Zia Wade can do a lot of what she wants to do in this world. Yeah. She's she's uh, she's gonna inherit some of that bag, and you are blowing it. Make for the best tell-all books too, and you could support. You could be the supportive one here. You could be the you could be the one that's like, man, my mama wasn't on board at first. But she, re- but she really came around. She really believes in me. And I couldn't, have, and I couldn't have come this far without her. That's where the biggest bag is. LeBron's mama probably wants for nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening though. I'm just saying, it's some, it, you know, these celebrity moms out here be wanting for nothing. You know, and you could be in on that bag, and you were blowing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. And you were gonna need somebody to take care of you. And she is not gonna be. She's not gonna be here for it. And you gonna be sorry. Oh, they always had them regrets. That's why. I, that's why I love my parents, man. They have not given me anything to regret about a relationship with them. Um, they have never done wrong by me. I can always remember the light switch going on and there being food on my plate. Right. My, my man, my my parents didn't know anything about the shit I was into, but they learned just enough to support me. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. But then again, they were also they were also together, and I I have to remember that that not everybody has that relationship. Um, because I always remember from the day from the day I was born to today, I always remember my parents together. Um, but let me not get on that whole. To that end, shout spiel. out to the parents supporting their weird ass kids like us. And get the, 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 the clap that up, please. Um, did I have anything else on the titties? Docket? No, damn it. Uh, you find it? Did we do a podcast? I think we did a fucking podcast, bro. I think we did the hell out of a podcast. I agree, guys. Um, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for being here. For listening. Um, thanks for hanging out with us once again. Hey man. For the letters and the comments. For the letters, the commentary. Thank you, D. Randall, uh, for that for for that uh colorful review. Amazing review, sir. <laughs> hey, Craig Lindsay, you owe me an episode. I haven't forgotten. Uh You're supposed he, to be out there for the two hundred. We man, we gotta yeah, we gotta get Craig Lindsay on, bro. Um He's just—he's always into some new adventure, usually at an art gallery, um, uh, usually with a bunch of white women. Um, I mean, the art galleries—the art galleries are kind of where the white women are. Like, we got to get some of these black women out. Of it. Anyway, um, uh, church announcements—I have none. Um, be a patron if you like what you're hearing. Please be a patron. Go to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash opinionswildblack. All of our tiers are under $10. You can spend $5. You can spend $5. You can, you can just donate. If you like what you're hearing and you don't really just want any content, you can just donate. You can, you can put, we have a tip jar tier that is $1. 
and you can donate $1 a month. Every little bit helps to make this a better podcast. I'm not even going to lie. Even if you're broke, you could do what I did for a really long time, which is just take other people's technology. <laughs> just, just take it, ask to borrow, which is ask to see it. Just say, hey, man, give me that. And then just go to their, their podcast uh, station, go to their Spotify, and just, just sign them, just subscribe them. Don't even tell them what's happening, man. Just subscribe to it. And then hand them back their technology and say, you're welcome. They'll, they'll get it after a while. It's true. Um, I did this. To, there was a chick that actually, um, there was a chick that I saw at homecoming. Um, and she was a fan of the, uh, of the, of the Friday list. There you go. And I just went on and took her phone and put opinions while, and put opinions while black in there. I don't See? know if she's going to listen to it, but it's worth a shot. They always do us. I should have put my phone number in there because she was attractive. Well, um, there's always next year. There is always next year. You're correct. She'll have listened to the podcast. Then you guys will have context for that phone number conversation. Aha. Always be thinking. Um, I think that's all I really have. Um, Titties. No. Damn it. We will be back next week uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. <sighs> in the meantime, this has been episode 203. 203. Of Opinions While Black. 203. I have, I have been Oz. I have been uh, respectfully euphonic. And as always, forever, in parting. Hello. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was your moment. Titties. There we go. <laughs> Clap, white people. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Well, you know it's right. well, yeah, I, I, I have a pretty good idea. Big ass titties.